Welcome back to another episode of Watching Stuff. Um, Let's get this I, over with. <laughs> I think I was going to say, like, usually I have something like, kind of like fun and witty to like lead off the episode with. And then I'm like, oh, by the way, we've been having so much fun. This is Watching Stuff. No, today it's no, it's, it's, it's no fun. It's only business. We're watching Last Jedi today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Dan Connick. I have my co-host here, Aaron Alice, which I love your uh, your little blurb under your name in our yeah. our video here. That I know nobody everyone, can see it. <laughs> can you let let the people know what it says? It says every word of what I say is wrong. Yeah, yeah, that mm-hmm. that pretty much illustrates this whole podcast. <laughs> um, speaking of only wrong things, we have a guest uh, today. I don't know what that joke actually means, but. Um, <laughs> I'm excited to bring this guy on. Um, he's, uh, if you're on Packers Twitter at all and the podcast scene, you've probably run into this guy. Uh, he's half of the Outback Packers podcast. Um, I know him as Iowa Joe. It, should I just call you that? Or J- Joe? <laughs> Iowa? Yeah. I mean, most people know me as Iowa Joe. Okay. Uh, you can call me Joe. You can call me whatever you want. You know, just, it, it's cool. Just don't call me Joseph. That, right. that, that's where I draw the line. Will... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> Aaron, what should we not call you? Um, don't call me Shirley. That Great works rep. for me. There you go. That's how we bring it back. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Um, that's the funniest thing I could think of to say. <laughs> okay. So, guys, we are watching Last Jedi today. Um, <sighs> Joe, uh, <laughs> you have. You have, you have not stopped talking to me about Star Wars ever since we started like officially interacting online. Um, do you want to just give give people sort of like a background into like your history with Star Wars? What what kind of brought you into the fandom and, and just kind of where you kind of are as a as a Star Wars fan? Well, first, I want to say thanks for having me on. Um, I, I kind of forced Dan's hand in this when <laughs> he announced that you guys were doing a Star Wars uh, rewatch podcast because I said, that's what I want. I'm on there, whether you want me on there or not. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you just, uh, you know, it's going to happen. I, I will find you. I will hunt you down and make <laughs> you put me on here. Um, but I, I really appreciate you guys having me because I, like I tell people, my two loves in life are the Packers and Star Wars. So, you know, I, I can talk all day about it, but, uh, you know, like any typical thing, you know, I was born a few years too late to actually see the original trilogy when it first came out. Um, but I, I really have a weird kind of backstory with my, my Star Wars fandom. Um, when I was in kindergarten we had a student teacher who came in for a few weeks and there's a kid in our class named luke and the student teacher kept calling him luke skywalker well you know we're five six year old kids like what the hell are you talking about luke skywalker 
so, you know, it just kind of festered from there. And, you know, then I knew some guys or some kids that were getting into it. So I was like, okay, well, I want to watch it. So I think my parents bought me the original trilogy in the VHS form. You know, I'm, I'm really dating myself here. VHS. <laughs> Sorry, you're talking about our ages before show. We're, we're, none of us are in our, our youth youth. <laughs> so I, I, and this was before the whole George Lucas redoes everything VHS. So these are true blue originals. So, you know, I watched them. I was like, man, this is, you know, as a little kid, this is like, this is amazing stuff. Obviously, I didn't catch everything behind it. You know, I, you know, you don't really catch those little hints here or there, like love triangles and stuff like that when you're a little kid. But then, um, then George Lucas decided to, I don't know if you want to call it a good thing, bad thing, whatever it is, but he decided to uh, re-release the, the tr original trilogy with, like his super cuts mm -hmm. and um my mom would take me to the theaters and we'd watch them and it's like okay well now i'm really hooked here mm -hmm. and so i you know watch them watch them watch them and then i started getting into the well i guess now it's called the legends but the old expanded universe where i was playing video games and i was reading all the books and matter of fact i keep pointing to it even though you guys can't see it but i have a whole wall of every single book from the expanded universe um, wow. because I just, I was hooked. And then I didn't get to do much with this prequel trilogy because it was going on while I was in high school and I was, you know, football and friends and all this other stuff. So I didn't really get a chance to do much. And then in college, and I actually told this story before we started recording, um, in college, a uh, friend around the same time that uh, Revenge of the Sith was released on DVD, a friend of mine bought it and watched it and goes, this is the most amazing thing I've ever watched. <laughs> so I popped it in. This was at like nine o'clock in the morning. So I popped it in and I watched it. And by the time I was so engrossed with it that by the time it was over, I looked at the clock and I had already missed two classes. <laughs> <laughs> It. we're gonna just keep going with it and i watched it like two or three more times that day and it was it was amazing and it was one of my favorite things to ever do so you know that's basically my background behind it and then of course you know unfortunately the sequel <laughs> and, and that I, brings you here <laughs> um you know i i went to the theater for all three of them and i, I if most people who know me know this, but, you know, obviously if you're just learning who I am, you don't, I don't like going to theaters mm -hmm. because I always get caught in the theater when there's like little kids over there sitting on their phones and, mm -hmm. you know, the old people who don't know what's going on the screen. So they're trying <laughs> to, do, they're talking to each other, trying to figure things out or, you know, and uh, I got that thing where I, I can't handle hearing people eat. So, you know, I always seem to sit around like the two or three people that are on their popcorn. It's like, oh, come on. And so it takes a lot to drag me out to a theater to actually watch a movie. And unfortunately, I cannot claim those hours of my life back after seeing these movies. But I did do it and I, I've stuck around with it. I, uh, for good reasons. I mean, obviously now we've got the Mandalorian mm -hmm. and we've got shows like that that are really kicking in and, you know, making up for the lack of quality we had with 
the sequel trilogy. So that that's really my background there on all this stuff. And you know, I collect stuff. I got like I showed these guys. I have my little Funko of Luke and Grogu <laughs> sitting on my computer with me, and then I've got a shelf full of Funko Pops and stuff like that. I actually I was gonna put it on, but I was like, no, I don't really want to. But my back when Last Jedi came out my mom was somewhere doing something she was like oh well i bought a shirt for you oh okay yeah it's a star wars shirt oh great you know i can you know who doesn't mm -hmm. want a star wars shirt and she brought it home and it was a promotional shirt from the last jedi I was like, <laughs> like burn it no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, but it's sitting around here somewhere but yeah that, that's basically my introduction into it. and i'm a major star wars nerd and i always i've got matter of fact i'm so into it that i have a gaming group that we do tabletop gaming and one of the games that we run is a star wars led D, D style uh that's cool um, campaign how fun so as as and that as, somehow yeah. yeah brings you here as we, <laughs> yeah, as we alluded like to I said, fan, I, and you just then we're on this episode awesome and, yeah. and yeah, i twisted dan's well. arm and told him he needed to get me on here or i was gonna hurt him <laughs> <laughs> There. Um. Yeah, you made you made a point about about when the sequels came out, how you it made you appreciate the the prequel stuff, and I I agree because I, I I we talked about this. I think we talked about this last episode, Aaron. Mm -hmm. Um, I made the mention of like, you know, as as bad as a lot of those movies were. Like just like as standalone movies, like you yeah. know, they, the some of the CGI stuff is way over the top, unnecessary. The yeah. writing, the, the writing so is awful. is so, so awful. bad sometimes. Awful. But like, at least what the what the the prequels had going for them were they were one person's vision, mm -hmm. and they were able to they were able to take the big swing and not be afraid to miss. Yeah. These sequels suffered so greatly. And I'll, when I say the sequels, I kind of just, I refer more to like this movie and um, rise of Skywalker, because I actually really don't mind um, the first one in the sequel mm -hmm. trilogy, the, the force awakens like that is a movie. Like if, if we had gotten, sort of that same kind of style that's like abram's vision all the way through and we got the full execution of what they wanted to do with some of these characters like rose and like and finn it it, it works better but like the sequels got so hamstrung with mm -hmm. uh with networks the network heads the producer you know everyone got scared off by the you know the the frat boys that you know were were mad that you know there was there someone other than a straight white man as a, as a Jedi <laughs> on, on screen. Right. Um, no kidding. So right. and yeah. so like that that's why like when you say that like it makes you appreciate the prequels and you're like yeah like it really does because like at least the prequels weren't afraid mm -hmm. they got to be themselves and do what they set out to do the sequels just feel heartless at times and, and i think i think like the big thing that you said was 
was that the same vision from one person because this one this movie pivots in a hundred different ways away from the force awakens and we you and i praised it pretty like uh, quite a bit um last show so like we were talking about how we really enjoyed it and then they like abandoned everything that worked in the force awakens and doubled down on all the shit we didn't want and like i mean it's it's so slow it's i liked it more when i first watched it because I didn't know that I was going to be doing this show. And um, like, it was literally my boyfriend and I getting drunk, like watching these movies. <laughs> well, that's what, that's why you enjoyed it. Was right, you had a little right. bit of... So I was like, I, I was like, I'm not really like paying like huge close attention. So like, but I am enough that I know what's happening. But like when it's boring, we're like playing games or we're drinking or we're on our phones. Like it was not anything serious. And then watching this again, I was like, this movie, man, like there's like a freaking like space chase that lasts six hours and it's like they're going five miles an hour it's just like it reminds me of the scene from seinfeld when he's running away from his like all the the people on their scooters yes yeah. and like like every like people are walking past that right and i'm like i feel like that's what they're doing like like they're they're just like it, like it feels so slow and i know obviously they're traveling through space but it just is like it's going on for so long that it takes and, like the intensity out of it and i'm like it, there's just no it's not fun like the other one and the thing and the thing is is like because uh, I, I, I was like trying to think of it as as i was watching i'm like the that idea of oh there's a whole new technology of how every other movie it's been like you need to get away light speed you're good you know right and now it's like oh shit like everything's changed mm-hmm. now and the idea of kind of doing that that slow like escape of you know you're just staying out of range what are we going to do there's this turmoil on you know a power struggle inside the ship or whatever that for me that that can work if mm-hmm. executed well right what we got though was that and then a massive layer of canto bite bullshit <laughs> right. and that's where it just you makes it drag. Me. Yeah, it makes it drag. That scene drag on, or this it chase drag on so yeah. long. And what does it ultimately do? Nothing. Not shit. We don't <laughs> learn anything. We don't really advance the story at all. It just well, is. It's a MacGuffin to get them onto Snoke's ship. Right. Yeah. And well, and that's it, about it. See, and I want to kind of bring this up to the i think one of the main issues there's many issues but one of the main issues with the sequel trilogy is i think they were trying to copy the original trilogy too much in a lot of different ways see the original trilogy they had three directors for uh, a director for each movie that wasn't the same director throughout the main bonus they had though was it was george lucas's right ideas all the way through but it was just different directors right i think they were trying to do the similar thing with the sequel because it was supposed to be jj abrams for force awakens ryan johnson for the last jedi and they were trying to find somebody for i i can't remember who they had scheduled in but it ended up not working and they went back to jj but the thing that hurt it was they didn't have that one central person mm-hmm. with the ideas for right. the movie. Because like I, and I have been listening to the show, so I, I, mm-hmm. I, I love what you guys are doing and all that. Um, I listened to the force awakens one 
and a lot of things were popping in my head about it was um, I agreed with you, Aaron, on the forced love interest between like Finn and Ray. And then we jump into this movie and then it's like the beginning of the right. Finn and Ray. And then if you kind of look at it in the middle of it, they were Ryan Johnson was even trying to throw in that little bit of maybe Poe and Ray. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you pay attention to that long gaze Poe mm-hmm. gave to Ray when they first met when she came back. It's like, okay, so who are you trying to hook her up with? Yeah. You know, is she going with Finn? Is she going with Kylo? And it's like, this isn't a romantic comedy. Just pick somebody or nobody. <laughs> nobody right. gives a shit. <laughs> and they, it, it was like they were trying to force that love triangle like they had in their original mm-hmm. trilogy. And, you know, for a lot of people who want to say, oh, well, you know, he went a completely different direction with The Last Jedi. Well, no, he really didn't. Because think about it. What happened in Empire Strikes Back? They, The Empire found out where the Rebels were at. The Rebels mm-hmm. were on the run. They had to, you know, the Millennium Falcon had to make an escape. The Force user had to go find this hidden <laughs> master um, to train from. And then, uh, what'd you say the planet was? Cannabite? Yeah. I I never remember because I hated this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But that was basically just Cloud City. Mm -hmm. And Benicio Del Toro was basically just Lando Calrissian. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, this was just basically, you know, Empire with a lot more flashbang and, you know, Mm -hmm. forced stuff. Um, So... If they could have stuck with some of the original ideas maybe J.J. was putting out with Force Mm -hmm. Awakens, my gut feeling, and nobody's ever confirmed this and nobody's ever denied this, but my gut feeling the whole time was Rey was a Skywalker. I don't think she was Han and Leia's kid. I think she was a Luke kid. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, and this is just me kind of nitpicking, pulling through, but with... I think Ray was a Skywalker because if you look at it, when she grabbed the lightsaber, she immediately had that force vision. Well, mm-hmm. whose lightsaber was it? It was Anakin's yeah. lightsaber that Luke carried and lost during his battle with Vader on Empire Strikes Back. Okay. When you see the flashes of what's going on, where are they at? They're in the hallway that Luke was fighting Vader in. So, and then whose voice was talking to her? When she picked up the lightsaber, it was Obi-Wan Kenobi. So that put in my mind, Mm -hmm. okay, she's got to be a Skywalker. She's really tuning in. So her mind got damaged somehow. That's why she can't remember who her parents are. Mm -hmm. And then when we finally see Luke, we see the recognition in his eyes that, oh, my God, you know, I thought you were dead. Mm -hmm. And, you know, from there. Well, then we get to this movie and Ryan Johnson just goes, you know, you had great ideas, right? But you see that trash can over there? Yeah. They're all going there, <laughs> right? Well, and and they even confirmed. I think this week at the at the Star Wars celebration like thing, they even confirmed this week that the Palpatine like twist in the next movie was a last minute decision. Mm-hmm. Like they implied it was like a last minute phone call to add Palpatine into this story. And I'm like, that just tells me, yeah, I I, I don't I haven't obviously thought like thought about like her being Luke's daughter but I for sure felt this is not the way it was supposed to go from 
and that's pretty much how it felt was it was a forced ending to a movie Mm -hmm. now i think the idea was always there that they wanted to kind of bring palpatine back because i think if you ask ian mcdermott who played palpatine they there were talks early on Mm-hmm. But there was nothing set in stone again because they didn't know what direction right. the movies were going. Right. Um, but you know, there was another thing that I was kind of thinking about when you first meet Poe and the way he interacted with Leia. I thought maybe that you know the Force is strong with the Skywalker family. And what's also another thing that's common that we know of in canon with the Skywalker family twins so why couldn't poe and kylo have been twins one was force sensitive one didn't have force sensitive but guess what he was he was the ultimate pilot right well what what was another thing that the skywalkers were good at right you know who was nailing uh womp rats and beggars right 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 (laughs) so i mean there was little things that jj dropped during his movie that really kind of made sense to go with one arc then Mm -hmm. ryan johnson steps in and goes well no i don't want to do all that and he you know he wanted to have his own storyline that's great you know whatever but do it in someone else's movie (laughs) yeah right and you you know you mentioned about the the palpatine thing and it's like the the thing that bothers me oh fuck we're watching the blue the alien titty titty milk jesus christ now see who thought about that like this is gonna be a weird thing for me to say Oh God! But I loved <laughs> curmudgeon Luke. Oh yeah. Okay. Now I did Fair write enough. down that the milking of the animal and the drool down the beard was a little out there. <laughs> but uh, especially while he's staring Ray down. Yeah, that right. was a you know, little. It's just like that creepy. was just a little creepy. Yeah. But I, the one part, there's two things in this movie that I that I did enjoy. And one of them is the curmudgeon Luke, because I could see him 30 years down the line after failing the Jedi Mm -hmm. Academy being the curmudgeon, Mm -hmm. you know, being the opposite of Ben Kenobi, where Ben Kenobi was this, you know, kind, older guy that wanted to teach him this. I could see Luke being the guy that was like, you know what? I failed once. I lost everything. Leave me the hell alone. (laughs) Right. right. (laughs) Just wants to be left alone. And you know who? Let's face it. Who is a better actor in when it comes to this stuff than Mark Hamill? Oh yeah, right. I mean, he excels in. If if the sequels did anything right, having Mark Hamill in this movie and this, well, he he steals the movie. Yeah, he, he does. It's and it and honestly, I think that's not. It's not hard to steal the movie because a lot of the other characters, <laughs> not that not that the actors are bad, because I yeah, I, right. I don't think I don't think it's that the other characters aren't written very well. There's right. there's really not much substance to them for them to work with. Ray, I think I think Daisy Ridley, wonderful, does a wonderful. great job in each one of these movies. She I think yeah, I think most fantastic. of the actors, I think they're cast very well, but the they're all, writing in this one really they. They I wrote, have one. They wrote days. They wrote. They wrote Ray's character extremely well, which makes sense because mm-hmm. she's kind of the the lead of she's the, the whole lead, thing. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, I get nothing out of jo- John Boyega and and Finn. God bless John because <laughs> um, he is 
he is um I'm trying to think of a good I'm trying to think of a good analogy. He is Aaron Rodgers trying to pull that terrible what was it 20 uh 2016 team where they lost to the Falcons in the championship game where he they've got fucking Chris Banjo covering right. Julio Jones like he is Aaron Rodgers trying to drag this terrible script of a character right in, into yeah. into something um yeah, because the one thing like that they took from the last movie that I hate for his character is he's like so obsessed with Ray. Like the first movie was like oh not God. too much. Like it was yeah. very much of a like I thought it was okay, but this one to the point that he's abandoning it, like it gets too much. It's like okay, take it down like five notches. Let's talk like, about stalker. Yeah, I mean that. But see, we even bypassed my first groan. Mm-hmm. My first, and I have it wrote down here in my no- my notes. First groan, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the prank call that Poe did. Yes. Oh my god. I, okay. When I was in the theaters, I swear the people around me thought I was having a religious movement during this film <laughs> because I was screaming, "What the? You know, Jesus Christ! <laughs> my God! Lord, take me, take me now!" <laughs> and I mean, it was just stuff like that. And I swear, people thought I was having, you know. The, the spirit was in me or whatever <laughs> <laughs> but come on now i i yeah we're into star wars and there was humor in star wars you had c3po and r2d2s you know back and forth you had an empire with han and leia's back and forth you know i'd sooner kiss a wookie well i can arrange that honey mm-hmm. or you know right you scruffy looking nerf herder. Well, who are you calling scruffy looking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had that stuff. And and even in the first sequel, even in the first sequel movie, like I, I don't mind like the opening of where they're, st- they're having the standoff and he's like, who talks first me? Like, right. Me, me. Like, yeah, I, I don't mind that because you know why it was quick. It was distinct and we moved away from it yeah. very quickly mm-hmm. and it's not, and it wasn't that you kept, kept coming back like to 30 second it. like a 30 it's second like scene a, where yeah. it's like we get it we just need a five second one-liner right. and move on and and then and then again or even hans you know well that's not how this works this doesn't right. work you know right yeah <laughs> we're just going to use the force well that's not how this works yeah you know right. that was good because i could see han solo being that panicked to say no no yeah but yeah. this movie was just and i haven't wrote down this movie was just filled with cheesy comedy Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, I know this may be like gatekeeping on my side of things, but Star Wars isn't a cheesy comedy, mm-hmm. right? Star right. Wars is a, a saga. It's a drama. It's a space drama that you know you can throw slight humor in, but don't fill it with this childhood. You know, hey, you know, I got a message for Hux's mom, and yeah, yeah, you know that stuff is ridiculous. Even a little bit with the John Boyega when he wakes up and he smacks his head and then he's flailing around in the suit with the liquids going everywhere. It's like, okay, you're getting a little overboard with, you know, the smack of the head's fine. The falling over is fine. Mm -hmm. But now him just walking around naked in the plastic suit with fluids leaking everywhere, you know, that was a little down on. uh, Yeah. And, and even, and even the, the, the bit that we sort of just finished up with, they finished up that first um, uh, bit with, with Ray and Luke um, where, where he's like, he's all serious and he's like, who are you? 
why would they send you? What makes you so special? Where are you from? And sh- and she says nowhere. And he's like, everybody's from somewhere. Where are you from? And she's Jaku. Like, okay, I guess that that really is nowhere. It's like, like calm down. Like, like, what is that? Yeah. Well, I can see. Honestly, this was the section of movie with him and Ray that I found okay. Because I could see that in a way. Because you got to remember, this guy failed in what he was told to do you know he failed his mission so he's out in exile because well now all of a sudden just this random person shows up trying to drag him back okay why you you know it's not like she can just pop out oh well you know i'm super strong in the force and they want me to come out you see the first movie (laughs) yeah you know (laughs) So, you know, it was kind of one of those things where he had to figure out why her. And then once he finds out her, why she's there, then it's like, okay, they want me to train this person because she's strong in the force and they want more Jedi, but the Jedi really need to die. That was the other thing that really bothered me about the sequel trilogy was Star Wars is about Sith and Jedi. But it seemed like the sequel trilogy spent the whole time saying, we're just going to kill it all. You know, there are no Sith, there are no Jedi, there's nothing. Well, then that just destroyed six other films. Mm-hmm. Because that's the whole point of everything. Yeah. I know, like I said, that's it, I'm a little gatekeeping, but I, <laughs> I, I have a special bond with my Star Wars. Sure. <laughs> and you know what? I think... Um... Because it's funny that you you mentioned that because like I I told you, and I didn't say this like, um I for this I wrote I wrote like basically a pros and cons list of like things I liked and things I hated, mm-hmm. and under things I like I actually I actually do sort of like the idea of in the in the sequel trilogy, at least when it was because because now they're saying i don't think it's going to be another sequel but you know they've said that daisy ridley will be back for another it's mm. from what i understand of it it's kind of a sequel but it's not but it's a not sequel yeah because this was a, this trilogy was supposed to end the sky right and so so if you're so if you're going into this um with the idea of like ending the skywalker saga I think it's I think it's not a bad idea to like kind of say like cuz cuz the Jedi the Jedi haven't been around for ever they only about you know a thousand years there you know there were there were force sensitive and force you know, de- I See like, that's where my problem is is because I go back into the expanded universe Sure technically Jedi have been around for like 100,000 years Okay um, but, and like so like the I guess it's it's more like the idea of like here's here's the good guys in in the white and here's the bad guys in the black and they always just keep fighting each other and it's more like this the one thing that I like sort of I do appreciate about this movie is that like it's the the split between good and bad light side dark side is completely muddied mm-hmm. and and i think that that i for me i like that because then it becomes a little bit more the idea the idea of like good and bad in the universe becomes a little bit more adult 
in a, in a way, not that it's like challenged, but like, you know, like as a kid, you're, you're, you always kind of think of like, oh, they're the good guys and they're, we're the good guys and they're the bad guys. And this movie is kind of like explains like, okay, um, like everyone can have a little bit of like the good side, the bad side. You just kind of have to, it, it, it's all about perspective and situation and, and how you're kind of in it. And so like getting rid of the idea of the Sith and the Jedi order, you know, Jedi st- obviously still exist, but like the Jedi order of, of where it was like that, that, that goes, I, I, I do appreciate well, yeah, kind of I the, understand. the jump to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get political on this <laughs> here, but um, it, it's kind of like my views with organized religion. You can still have your beliefs, but you don't have to follow the organized religion. Sure. Whereas the Jedi, it's the same thing. You can be a Jedi and follow Jedi tradition, but you don't have to build an academy and you don't have to build, build a the temple order and, yeah. and you don't have to mm-hmm. build it, but you're still a Jedi. Sure, 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 sure. You follow the beliefs. Right. Well, it's the same thing with the Sith. We know Snoke is as evil as evil can be. We know Kylo's following the steps of Vader. They're Sith. I mean, they can right. sit here and tell me, I'm not Sith. I'm not Sith. Sith right. is just a title. Well, you're Sith. You follow the dark side of the Force. What are followers of the dark side of the Force? Sith. And, right. you know, it's kind of funny that there's only two of them. And what's the the rule of two from the Sith? One right. master and one apprentice. So they right. are following the rules of the, the Sith. So, But it was just one of those things that kind of boggled my mind that this trilogy spent too much time saying the titles need to die but yet still pre- pumped up the titles sure. um where are you guys at in the movie like i said i, so, I refuse to follow so along we, we just um, we and i, I want to talk about yes we this have part. to address this um leia what? just used her powers I, of I call, flight thank in you. space i thought I we had attached su- this no we super, just that super yeah. space super space leia yeah i don't like there I understand in a way because like, obviously we know that she is force wielding in some point. Like she it's mentioned that she went through her entire Jedi training. So like we know, and we never get to see it, which is really heartbreaking that it's just a thing that right. is not something that we ever get to see because as someone that obviously loves a good, badass female, I would have loved to have seen it. I'm like, and this is what you choose. This yeah. is what you pick to like show her force powers. This you is where we're going have, with it. <laughs> I waited for her to scream Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Mary Poppins, Mary y'all. Poppins, y'all. <laughs> because that's exactly what it seemed like. She had that right. flowy dress and, you know, she raised her hand up and right. went. But I have the same feeling. It's like they didn't understand what George Lucas's belief of the force was. You right. know, it's mm-hmm. not something that you can just fly whenever you want to because you're power- powerful. It makes enough. me think of um, Futurama. I don't know if you guys are Futurama oh, people, yeah. but I've watched it. Yeah. Where, where he's like, the ship doesn't move. Everything around the ship moves. Yeah, right. so it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like when yeah. she, just, she was making the entire universe move to her. She wasn't yeah. actually flying. Yeah. Everything else moved to her. <laughs> Now, her surviving in space, I'm okay with. Because, again, mm-hmm. going back with my expanded universe, they had ability to do that for short term. They couldn't stay mm-hmm. out there for expanded amount, but they could use the force to keep them alive long enough for, you know, like five, ten minutes long enough for somebody mm-hmm. to get them. So that part I didn't have. But it was a whole flying, flying. from where she <laughs> Oh, my God. And, like Superman. <laughs> and the other part of this one right here that bugged me, and I have it wrote down in my notes, 
they're killing they killed off too many of the original trilogy because not only yes. did they mm-hmm. lose you know leia but they killed akbar right mm-hmm. you know the 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 force awakens of course they killed han which han had been trying to get killed off since a new hope right, right. um <laughs> so that one i didn't have problems with but they you know they killed off akbar they they basically killed off leia in a way right um and spoiler alert at the end of the episode they kill off luke too so i mean they just spent too much time right. killing off the original trilogy that it's like you didn't need to and for not me, everybody dies when you want them to die yeah so and i mean i guess i guess long. i guess with leia i'm very curious on what they're because i know she passed away after this yeah. movie was i can't filmed. remember so like Joe, what you... they what yeah. they wanted to do was each film was centered around one of them so the first oh, okay. one was centered around han this one was supposed to be centered around luke and the third one was supposed to center around leia they still were able to kind of get away with centering mm-hmm. it around Leia a bit using old stock footage yeah. from the other two movies and stuff like that. But yes, it really threw a monkey wrench in when Carrie Fisher passed. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell you what, that celebrity death hit me harder than any of them. Aww. You know, normally I can, I can just bypass them, but that one hit me hard because it's like, man, you know, that, that's like a part of my family because I feel like right. a, like I feel the Packers are a family. I feel like Star Wars brings in a family too. I was like, man, that would yeah. hurt. And, um, and the fact, but, and sorry, Joe, but like the fact too that we just watched a movie with her, right? And like, right. and like she's come back. It it might be it might have been a little bit different if like we only knew Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher as those characters in the original trilogy, which we still, you know, it still connects with, but like they were yeah. they're older movies. We're literally like, we are literally watching. We're going to a movie yeah, and like watching this... her almost die yeah. right. on film. And after, then... and she had already been passed. Right. Like she passed right. before this movie came out. Right. Like, well, so, like, see, that's, that's so like, what that is just like, out. so like, it's just weird. Yeah. Right. That's what I was going to say. They knew she had already passed before the film was, in you know before they finish they could have easily rewrote it to where luke survived and leia passed they had the easiest way to end right. the leia storyline yeah. and have luke carry on because they were going to need somebody for the next film but you know ryan johnson again used the trash can right. and just said, <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about i got i want to talk about luke because one of the biggest experiences watching this movie was I didn't think it was that bad. Like I said, I was drinking and didn't know what this was also leading up to with how like disappointing this like whole, how this trilogy ended. Um, But the biggest fuck you of this trilogy is him not being there because it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. If he knew he was going to die by using all of his powers to see a power that we've never seen before. And like, the talk, the combo between him and Leia is so lovely. Like it's, and she gives them the like things and it's like, but it's like, he wasn't there. So fuck you. Like it, it feels so disingenuous. I was so angry. After that, that was number two of what yeah. was because we knew Carrie was gone. Right. So seeing them be able to connect, I, I will be honest. I shed a tear in the theater. This mm-hmm. was one of the few times that I shed a tear because I knew we were never going to see it again. Mm-hmm. And they ended it perfectly. 
mm-hmm. they had to but here we go again this goes to my expanded universe mind mm-hmm. the power that he used was an actual power right? oh, okay but um which is so cool, it, but still he died like it's just why right. not just die in battle like i i, I, just, I think the whole part was was he wasn't going to be able to get there in time to do it um, yeah, and it took him a while to get because you got to remember, even Ray said it that well, you cut yourself off from the force, so he had to build himself back up to be able to use the force again. And this was his last effort to get you know, he knew this was going to be it. Now, I don't agree, it should have killed him, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he in a lot of the trailers, they kept having him repeat, you know, well, you know, the force is strong in the Skywalker blood. Well, if the force is that strong with you, it shouldn't have killed you to use it that right. much. To, right. And um, I, but I think my gripe there is you are a writer of a movie. You can yeah. write it so that he has time to get back there, yeah. like to get there in time to do this. Like that, that's where my issue is, is like, why like cheapen that moment? Like the fact, like when they picked up the little like chain, like, and it just like disappeared. I was like, so he gave her a fake fucking thing. <laughs> like, well, I think doing? that's why it was left there. I right. think she knew it was fake, right? Or but it was just, the force for uh, sure. I, I totally understand. I, I just can't think it's what it was called. That they it's, just like um, that they couldn't have just made him right. like go there. Force right. illusion. Force yeah. illusion. I'm, I'm calling for the ball. Mm-hmm. I'm calling Uh-oh. for the ball. Clear out. I'm gonna ISO here for a minute mm-hmm. because what I'm about to say will rock your world. Oh, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> I and I I I don't I don't say I I want to pref I'll preface afterwards about this, but I want to say I love the force projection side That's of it. it. Projection, yeah. Aaron, it, what you both said still rings true. Mm-hmm. Is that because of because we knew this was the last appearance of Carrie Fisher in the movie. Mm-hmm. It is. It does sort of cheapen that moment that it was a force mm-hmm. project. It's not Luke, and you know, and you're like, and that 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 part sucks, right? That part that, sucks. And and that's what I'll say. I like just I will I will agree just right there that yeah. it's re- purely that interaction that is sure. just like feels sure. like a middle finger to the yeah. Audience. And it's like it's like <laughs> you could you could write that you could write that differently where you know okay let let me sidetrack for a quick second yeah. you know what would have actually been kind of cool in in part of this and it maybe would have saved a terrible part of this movie is you know how they keep having this this force connection between ray i was just gonna say the same thing why not have why not have that moment as as you know as 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 she's talking about like the the spark is out we've we've given up and they have this connection between the force where it's both of it's actually both of them together Mm -hmm. and they get to share that moment and Luke's and and then Luke is like, hold on. And then he goes and does you know, yeah. like, yeah. Let you me, know what yeah. would have made it even better? Yeah. Hmm. Knowing that Carrie Fisher had passed before the movie was finished, she could have been the one that went out of the cave and True. Luke was on his way. Luke was on his way that's, and yeah. arrived too late. And that's mm-hmm. what brought Luke back into the foray, and mm-hmm. he would be. The and then, lead and then, of, and then, yeah. you, and then you keep Luke for the next movie, and yep, yeah. and then yeah. But what? Yeah. I, but the, what? What I like about the projection, and mm-hmm. and it's and it's and it's where I sort of disagree with you, Aaron, about why doesn't he just come? And you know, but 
for me, the 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 idea of the force projection and going out there and having this this big showdown with with Kylo, first first from a uh, logistical standpoint, him surviving that onslaught and then shoving the showdown with Kylo and doing the light that you know they mentioned it, like that's what gave everyone else time to escape. Mm-hmm. You know, if he just walks out there and they like done all right let's get in there let's let's get the rest of it fair enough um but what but what i but the thing i really like about it is the the symbolism behind it is you know there's the running thread through the movie is about being a leader versus being a hero and and luke talking about yeah i blew up the death star and i became luke skywalker this this legend and oh you know and he resents he resents all of this that he became and then he realizes at this moment is like sometimes the universe does need this legend, this, you know, this, uh, this like crazy thing that like, everyone's like, are you serious? Like, yeah, he walked right out there and he, they blasted him and he's and he and he's still there. And then and he you does, saw that a little bit in the end of it with the, the little kids talking. Sure. Yeah, and that so so that's what I that's what I re, that's why I really like the projection side of it, and I will I will say also disagree. I think the death the death doesn't seem for me that it was like he um, he died because like he overexerted himself in the force. It felt like more like with Yoda mm-hmm. and with with like kind of Obi Wan to an extent too is like they sort of like were at peace with their their story i guess and they and they kind of just decided like i i've done everything that i need to do here like the force is calling me back to like join the force you know and and that that's what it felt like more for me is like luke kind of realized he he made peace with his past and ben he you know was able to help out and re and reignite the rebellion and he realized, okay, I, I can't do anything more as Luke Skywalker for for the universe. Like m- the 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 path that the Force has set me on is done, and so I, I'm at peace, and so I rejoined the Force, sort of thing. That's how I always viewed it, at least. Fair enough. And I, and I well, okay. and I under I, and for 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 the record, like I understand like why they didn't show like they didn't have some sort of Leia and Luke moment. Like I get it. Cause they were going for the big twist at the end. Right. 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 Um, right. That they like wanted you to find out when Kylo Ren find out that he was a projection. Um, so like, I get why they did what they did. I just think it's the Leia and Luke moment for me. That, that just is the only reason that it kills me is because it just cheapens that sure. entire exchange. And sure. especially knowing that she had passed, it was like, it, they did a beautiful way like this. It was a beautiful exit for her as an actress in right. this to say goodbye of like having this really emotional moment. And then them to be like, by the way, when like they were holding hands, it was not actually like, it yeah. was just like, oh. but see, I also see that as like a combination of the, the Kylo Ray for, I call it the force telephone. Cause right. it kind of annoyed me after a while. <laughs> right. Um, but I, I kind of see it that way that he yeah. was reaching out to her in the force and talking to her through the force. Sure. And so that helped me and in which, my mind yeah, with that one. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I'll disagree with you on your point, All right. Dan, just because 
the way he suffered to get back onto the rock and, you know, physically drained and yeah. everything like that. It was basically telling you that he exerted the last bit of the force that he could use to do this extravagant projection and it caused him to, you know, perish. Yeah. But he I went think... out in the, his way where like Obi-Wan did where Obi-Wan right. knew he was going to die and Vader and... swung the blade yeah. and Obi-Wan went before the blade yeah. actually connected. So it, it, I see it in that. Point, I think but... it could, you know, it could, I think it works from both perspectives. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, is his, the force set him on this path and this was the end of it. It required a massive connection and power to the force to do that. And so he's at the end of this line and it's, it is sort of like a combination of like, he's, you know, he's, he's exerted every bit of the force that he could, that could run through him. He's at the end of his story. And I like this, that, He's looking at the two sons, you know, as it just kind of, you know, goes full circle. While his his theme is playing, yeah. Exactly, while the theme plays. And he just has this sort of, like, it, it looks like a, just a, like a face of relief of, like, I've done, like, I've I've learned, like, I've learned my, I've finished my training as, as you know, part of the mm-hmm. force. Like, I've, I've finished this. Um, I want to mention somebody uh, as well that I think... Um, we definitely need to discuss in part of this is um, Admiral Haldo uh, because I have a point on Admiral Haldo. It pissed me off that they killed her. Okay. Because Mm -hmm. this, I have a long list of stuff in my notes that um, (laughs) it seemed like they were killing people off just to kill them. Yeah. You know, Snoke, Phasma, Haldo, Akbar. It's like know. Ryan Johnson was like, you will have nothing to work with for the third movie. We're <laughs> right. we'll burn this mother yeah. down. <laughs> yes. Well, you know how I was talking earlier about I, I really think Ray was gonna be a Skywalker and you know the possibility to Poe and Kylo could have been, you know, Han and Leia's twins. What would have with the way Holdo was played and her name's Laura Dern, right? Yes. I always yes. forget. The Jurassic Park woman. Right. She played Love it master, masterfully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just wonderful. What if she was the Palpatine? Oh. We and Hello. like kind of how we talked about how like we could really use a really badass like female villain. Exactly. Like, and that's yeah. why I that, came up with this yeah. was wow. because I heard you mention it against yeah. Force Awakens. Well, wouldn't it make sense that she's the last one on the ship? everybody's already left she's already made her plans now mm-hmm. you know she's gonna have the all of them wiped out she's drug ray back into it she's mm-hmm. drug luke back into it the plan's working they just pick her up destroy the ship and you know we don't know any different until the next movie and that she would have made solid. an amazing villain. uh villain mm-hmm. so and I the like way that. She, I would have loved that. The way she played it, it seemed like it was something like that was happening. Mm-hmm. Now they actually went the different way, and she was actually doing, you know, good things, but playing it hard-assed and you know mm-hmm. whatever. So, but I had no problems with her. She, it was a great. The only problem with I her I had with her was the pew pew. Oh, you know. See, I find that a dear. <laughs> I love. I love that. I love that they that there are so many people that 
are so that you can tell that they are Star Wars like fans, and when they get the chance to just like fuck it, I'm a kid, like pew pew pew, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That, um, I mean, I can see him doing it, but it just annoyed me that you could catch it right there in the that, that one little pew. and you can see it pew pew. It's like come on. <laughs> Although it's it's kind of one of those ones where it's like if you don't know it's there. You you can miss it, and so I I like I kind of like that it is like sort of like a little Easter egg where it's like oh you know I never pee, knew pee. initially what she said, but I saw her mouth move, so I knew she said something. Uh-huh. It wasn't until later on when people were yelling about her saying pew pew. It's like okay, well now you just ruined the whole thing there. <laughs> I thought maybe it was something that she said that Ryan Johnson just cut out and couldn't remove that yeah. part of the uh, the facial movement, and then it's like pew pew really you're gonna shoot somebody and say pew pew at the same time you're shooting somebody yeah and and that's like me taking my rifle out and going out shooting and saying bang bang every time i pull the freaking trigger (laughs) um you you we mentioned you mentioned you know how cool it would have been to have haldo in another movie and Mm -hmm. and also you know just where you could have taken that character but that that's that scene of the light speed destruction amazing so mm-hmm. fucking cool oh i guess and i i remember watching <laughs> that in the theater and it was the way the as much shit as we've given ryan johnson um to make that to, to make that like call to like like you know jump to light speed and then fucking incredible complete silence complete silence for like yeah almost it's it feels like close to almost 10 seconds there's, right there's no sound yeah um and like i i remember even when the movie when the movie came out and they had to like after like the first weekend or so they had to start putting up like signs signs say hidden saying, there, saying there, like there's nothing wrong with the audio there's nothing wrong with the audio <laughs> at whatever you know whatever scene in the movie like it, it, it's it's designed that way that it's it's because so, again like it just I, I like the the play with the light speed because you get the you get the one side of it where you're like it, light speed has just always existed and we get we get the side where oh like now people can track you through light speed which can never be done and now it's also like kind of it's one of those a things fucking where, weapon <laughs> yeah it's like it's like kind of one of the things where you're like what would happen if you light speed through like a planet <laughs> or a ship or something and you're like okay. oh that's what we're fucking yeah. yeah i have two points one um i just forgot so i'm gonna go on <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna come back but i have um uh a conspiracy theory so i'm gonna okay. put my tin foil hat on <laughs> i swear the disney company has me bugged <laughs> um because like i said uh in, in the introduction um my friends and i play a tabletop version of star wars and if you don't know what i mean by tabletop it's like dungeons and dragons right. and mm-hmm. stuff like that um and we were in a game and this was before this movie even came out i think they were filming it but it hadn't we did that oh <laughs> we in the campaign we did that and then, like months later, we're seeing it happen in the movie. 
<laughs> That's awesome. Okay. The <laughs> next thing, and I know you we're not talking the Mandalorian right now, but mm -hmm. we started a completely different campaign and I went really random. I was like, oh, you know what? Nobody ever plays in these games is a Yoda species. So <laughs> I created a Yoda species. And guess what friggin' happened to the Mandalorian when the Mandalorian came out? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, but no, it, it, there was another point I was going to make and I completely blanked on it, but it, it's just, that scene was amazing. I know a lot of people shit on it because, well, how can they do that? You know, why didn't they do that in the first place and blah, blah, blah. And, well, you know, because it's a last disc. It's, it's a kamikaze mission. Yeah, it's like right. you're, and, and you the have ships... to like hit it at the exact right point. Like yeah. it's probably a low, low chance of actually like, hitting it. Like the, these ships don't grow on trees. Like you can't just <laughs> well, be ramming them into the right. ships. This right. is basically like the rebellion again, where they're the resistance, their lack of uh, supplies, right, and stuff like that. They can't afford to lose ships. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, oh, well, you know, hey, uh, hey, hey, Jim Bob, why don't you take the the <laughs> Carillion cruiser out there and go take us out of Dreadnought? Right. You know, it, it doesn't happen like that. Right. It, it, it's a last ditch effort. One, you're going to lose a person, at least one person. Two, you're going to lose a ship. Mm -hmm. And three, you don't know if it's going to be completely successful. Right. Because if you remember right, they didn't start calling it the Holdo maneuver until after it happened. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. So, it, yeah. So where are you at in, in your watch? <laughs> so we, we are, we are full on in, in the casino bite right now. And I want to, okay. I want to mention, I want to highlight because I completely forgot about this I've completely forgot about this when it happened. I completely forgot about this that it happened until I rewatched this because that first initial scene when they enter the casino and they do that long tracking shot across mm -hmm. the across the the tables and everything that is a direct copy almost of a early 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 i don't even i think it was before it might have been one of the first like like speaking movies called wings in 1927 and okay. it's a famous it's a famous shot of well it's like you know it was with technology. It's an incredible shot it's well like think about it with technology back then in the 1920s where like you had to like kind of plan this whole out where you're on a mm -hmm. it, it was like one of the first first sets or first shots to use like a dolly like you know the move mm -hmm. and they and they recreated that there which i so i i absolutely love that they they decided to do that and it, it, it is a cool shot mm -hmm. don't get me wrong with the canto bite stuff everything around it, it it seems like there's a lot there i would i would enjoy delving into it in some other way right if this was a tv show i would love to like Fucking get an episode the, dedicated to this casino and yeah. what's going on right exactly right. and, and but, it's and one thing for Ryan Johnson, he is a beautiful filmmaker. Like, and, and all of these, and we've talked about this in the last episode, all of these sequels are gorgeous to look at. And yes, the music right. is still incredible because they always infuse like the Force song as well as like the Imperial March and like into the, like, if, if you want, if I want to say anything positive, it's like, yeah, this, this movie is beautiful to look at. You know, I, I think with my hatred of this movie, mm -hmm. I think this whole Canto Bite 
thing was just to get his two cameos in. Yeah. The yeah. Benicio Del Torrio camo and the yeah, the Justin Thoreau. The Justin Thoreau cameo. one is even more random. Like he they, they don't even talk to him. <laughs> no, but he's supposed to be the guy they're looking for. Right. And you know, that I think and I guess the third is just to be preachy because he got, they got awful preachy oh, with the my God. Uh, you know I we'll, wanna put my fist through this whole lousy beautiful place. Right, yeah. Right. That whole thing is like I was talking to Dan about this, like how ridiculous their little break free scene is. Number one, they leave the children who are all I know we see them at the end, but if this is reality, they're they all getting killed. They are all getting Yeah, they are going to get murdered. I, I thought on this rewatch, I was like, Oh, they must take the kids with them, but then I was like, well, Where do they put them? And then they didn't <laughs> take them at all, and I was like, Oh, that's oh. right. They just leave them there where and they're going she to end up the murdered. Kid a ring. <laughs> you're telling me the slave owner's not going to confiscate that friggin' right brain? and right. then kill him like they're going to execute all of these kids and then the little beings go like 20 yards away from the city i'm like and they're just like grazing there i'm like they're gonna round them up they're, they're right and, there and then, like <sighs> with with, the, with all of the destruction and everyone you know and, and finn is like oh at least it was worth it to trash that place right it's like yeah that's the equivalent of like if you wanted to go to like you disagreed with like the president and so you went and egged the White House. Right. Oh, you really <laughs> That'll show them. them. <laughs> You'll never recover from that. It's like what? And they're the, the richest are, people. They're galactic <laughs> arms dealers. They'll rebuild it tomorrow. <laughs> well, not just right. that, but the whole part of this mission was to be secretive. Right. <laughs> you're gonna park you're gonna park your friggin' ship on a public <laughs> beach. Right. Then you're gonna just wander aimlessly into a casino wearing your drab outfit that you just came out of a battlefield <laughs> and ex not expect to get friggin' arrested. Right. You're lucky it you even walk through the door. If these are international arms dealers, they got security from <laughs> right. one end to the other, and you're just wandering in. Right. Yeah, and they're whatever. walking around for 30 minutes when they know this is like super urgent. That they're yeah, like, they're, we know we're being having the soliloquy out, like, oh, let's watch the horses. <laughs> so like, the fuck? No, no fucking urgency at all. And it's not like it's not like Thoreau was off in like some secret of he's at a fucking table. He's right there. If you took that time to just keep looking, you would have gotten away. <laughs> right. It just is so illogical in every facet. Like, even like it, it just is it's just ridiculous like they're not they made no difference at that place and yeah. like nothing nothing happened those people were like oh this sucks Replace like i said no and we'll be back in a few hours like it, nothing. i think it's it just nothing. those three points he wanted to get the two cameos in <laughs> and he wanted to be preachy yeah right. i think the guy that turned in uh, Finn and Rose may have been another cameo. It, it, yeah, I, I read I that too. I can't was. remember who it was. I know that Ryan, somebody was the little, the little kind of like um, goblin creature that like the is one putting that the kept, coin. Yeah, that's yeah. I think that's Ryan Johnson doing that for. He was Ryan Johnson was one of these alien voices. I can't remember which one I read that yeah. he was. I think it was the little alien guy that was just like. Rah, 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 rah. Um. Since we're talking about Canto Bite, it does bring us to Benicio del Toro. Um, thoughts and opinions on Benicio's 
uh, character DJ and and sort of how he he plays it very Benicio del Toro and 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 really again he's he's kind of just a MacGuffin to help move the main characters along. What do you, what are your guys's take on on what he on what his character brought? Like I said earlier, he's he's Lando. I mean, right, that's right. basically what it, he's Lando. The only thing that bugged me about him was that weird ass stutter that the, he was. Right. Yeah, yeah. that was. See, I kind of liked it because I love Benicio del Toro when he plays all these weird ass like personalities. Like, so I I enjoyed it for what it was, but I it I agree it felt pointless. It, like, we, you know, if this goes nowhere, and it's just like it's just weird that they're like we're gonna trust this guy in jail, like. And then they're right. like, "How could you turn on us? We yeah, no met kidding. him in fucking jail. <laughs> we just met him. He's a bad guy, <laughs> right, right? You don't know him. Does. Yeah, like, yeah. You yeah, know, what did Aaron, you think I'll... he was gonna do? Like, like the fact that they're surprised that he's like saving his ass. Like, I do the same thing. I don't know you people. I'm not. I'm not gonna die for whatever bullshit you're getting into. I'm just gonna survive. <laughs> and I'm not 100 convinced that he wasn't a, some kind of plant anyway. Right, you can't maybe. tell me sure. he can sit there and pick his teeth with a card and then go over and just swipe the damn thing and yeah. it all shuts down. Right. It yeah. reminds me of um, <laughs> Aladdin when he like meets the the old man in the yeah, in, the, yeah. in the jail and then he takes him to the cave and it turns out it was Jafar. Sorry, yeah. that was a weird ass reference, but that's like literally <laughs> this scene. <laughs> um, I never thought we would compare Aladdin and Star Wars, but here we are. <laughs> that that was nice. <laughs> you know, Aaron, I'll give you credit because I think. I think you got a point. If if I'm gonna give, if I'm gonna make the point about the prequels, and saying like at least they they had a decision, they they had a vision and they swung big and mm-hmm. they either hit or miss there. Mm-hmm. Benicio del Toro, he's taking this character and he's mm-hmm. taking a fucking Aaron yep. Judge swing <laughs> with this. And so you like him, you don't like him. You know, either way, he went for it. He fucking, he fucking went for it. He's he always it. does. That's how he is, and yeah. I love. And him then for we that. never see him again, right? See, and that's right. that's what I that's that's part of why I, what some of the stuff I makes me don't like this movie as much is there was so much room to take what we learned here, what we had introduced here, and run with it in the next movie, mm-hmm. and they they. They were on like they were on like the five yard line, and JJ decided to take a knee instead of try to you know he kicked a field goal instead of going for a touchdown. Well, Dan, right. you got weird on my podcast a couple weeks ago, so I'm gonna get a little weird here. Please. I think these the last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker was a dick measuring contest because <laughs> Ryan Johnson was like, yeah, you know JJ, you did a great thing, but we're just gonna shoot that right into the trash and right. then jj comes back and goes oh yeah well here we go ryan here's boom yours is right in the dumpster yeah. and went completely opposite of everything that went on and i think it was just a dick measuring contest that you know they were trying to see who could get weirder than the other <laughs> one and yeah it just it didn't work if they would have stuck with one general storyline because i i really think jj was trying to i think jj had a storyline set that Mm -hmm. was going to go through all three movies i think what he did was he went with his original thoughts with force awakens he had his idea for last jedi and then ryan screwed that up so he tried to force it all back in 
with Rise of Skywalker. And that's why he had to last minute do the Palpatine because he couldn't go, oh, well, you know, Rey's a Skywalker. Well, no, she's not. We were just told by Kylo that she was nothing. She came from nothing. Right. And right. that have you got past the shirtless Kylo yet? No. No, not yet. God fucking damn it. <laughs> See, and and like Dan, you, you you asked me last episode like when I think they start planting the seeds for like the sexual tension and I was like, yeah, well, that, for sure. Oh, right there, yeah. It's really when they it's to me the moment is when they're like in the hut and they hold hands. That was it where I was like this is going to become a thing now, isn't it? That yeah. was that was where it really took off. And then so the shirt listing, you know, I was like, of course. <laughs> That was, and I, I, this might make Aaron mad, but I've got to say it. I didn't like Adam Driver. I didn't like oh, him as Kylo. I thought he was um, good. I, 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 there was something about it that just, it. I don't know if it was the way he was written. I don't know if mm -hmm. it was the way he portrayed it. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get behind it. Mm -hmm. It, it's hard to explain it just it was just hard for me to get behind not saying he's not a good actor not saying he he doesn't do wonderful things it just i just couldn't get behind his selection it was kind of a complete opposite of everybody else mm -hmm. he, so it he it was like he didn't fit in with the rest of the crew and or the rest of the the cast but mm -hmm. yeah the the i called it the forced telephone with him and ray was just dumb and then him showing up shirtless was was moronic. And then they did the like hee hee, like you can't find anything to put on. And it's like, yeah, yeah that that line immediately told me this was something was gonna happen. And then the the if you haven't got to that part, then you probably haven't got to the ray in the cave yet either. The hairy um, butthole. <laughs> yeah, the hairy butthole. <laughs> or the I'm stranger. sorry, that's all what it looks like. It looks like a hairy butthole. Well, to me, after watching Stranger Things, it looks like Vet Vecna was trying to take over. Um I've not seen Stranger Things. Okay, so. well, I don't want to ruin anything. <laughs> that's all right. I know a lot of what happens because it's obviously all over. Um, but that's what it kind of looked like. But I was like, I, I understand what he's trying to do. This was basically supposed to be Luke's uh force cave. But what the hell was with the multiple rays and the? Yeah, getting fancy with. And like... he, learned, he learned a fancy new camera trick, and he wanted. Yeah, yep. It, yep. I I just couldn't understand it. it. It didn't add anything, and it didn't. It just didn't do anything. Um, so I'm trying to think. You're still on Canto Bite. Yeah. Uh, let's see what what are my long pages of notes have to say here. <laughs> well, I'll I'll say I. There's a couple of small things I, I want to hit the the rest of my the, basically the rest that I had the other two other things that I like that are I think are are pretty straightforward and simple the porgs love the porgs give yep. me more porgs fucking love everything about yep. the porgs yep um but a little bit more serious I really loved how they did Yoda thank yep. you yep that was one of my points yeah yes that they they did it with the basically using the puppet again and you know mm -hmm. it's and thank and you. him being like an old senile weirdo yes. goofball and like just yeah. out of his mind like he is in in the originals right yep. and so yeah. um and <laughs> like crazy and old man bless, crazy old yoda <laughs> god bless frank oz for staying alive through the whole <laughs> all nine movies because right. i i you know 
Kermit the Frog has had many different voices since Drew right. Henson passed. Right. And we thank God we didn't have to go through that with, with Yoda. Right. Um, one one thing, I, I don't know, this I, this might be... Oh, there's the, sh- oh, there's the shirtless scene. <laughs> yep, there um, it is. Yep. He's uh, all shiny, as, too. That's almost as bad as Nips on Batman, man. I, 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 for me, it's his pants. Why are his pants so high? Why are they so tight? They're so tight, yes, and they're, they're like so up tight. to they're his so high. Pecs. Like they're they're literally like doesn't... three quarters of a way to being a unitard. <laughs> right. It's right. It's it's very awkward. Um, I would like to continue my campaign of hashtag justice for Phasma because yeah. fuck man, like she got zero anything. In the mm-hmm. first movie, oh, they bring her back for this one. Oh, and and we get like she's interacting with them, and she's on, you know, she's in control, and you know, she's in this situation, and we get like two or three moments of them fighting, and she beats Finn, and oh, and then the the literally what I have in my line here, I have a note that says, "Quotes, let's go, Chrome Dome. Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> I nearly like I ne- I nearly cringed myself into a like singularity and ceased to exist when that I'm like let's go chrome dome what the fuck and then right. and then to follow that up like almost 20 seconds later with Finn being like sup bam oh I killed you Bye. Oh, we never got to see really. We never got to see Gwendolyn Christie like as a person. We never got to see her do anything. Bye, Phasma. It was it was fun. Your shiny well, arm was I mean. look, was fun to look yeah. at. This yeah. whole movie was nothing about introducing killing, introducing yes. killing, introducing right. killing. Yeah. And I, I didn't like any of it because you'd start getting into a character and oh well, nope, he's gone. She's gone. They're gone. Yeah. Um. How do you guys feel about the Ray and Kylo battle at the end? Oh, that oh, that I have that on my list too. That is that was so much fun. It was I a good the fuck out of that. Yeah. It was a good fight. I, I will admit it was a good cinematic fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it goes on with the whole why did we kill Snoke? Right. Right. You know, right, I, right, I think right. that drug it down. And then and, it, the, and again, like Joe, like what you kind of said you've introduced these new guards you know to to the first order and they show up and then in their first battle they just get fucking curb stomped. Well, no those aren't new guards those are those it are is... imp- those are imperial guards see i thought those were different than the imperial guards from the first okay okay nope nope those are the same um, ones they're okay. they're they're in the prequels they're in the uh, original trilogy okay see i thought they were i thought they were a different okay. they're just a little different the different armor. look and yeah. stuff well okay. um what i will say is yeah i don't the the snoke dying especially dying kind of just like lamely like a pansy right but i do love that whole scene of him pulling the lightsaber through him i thought that was pretty fucking awesome um and it also Um, just gave me darth maul vibes because i remember watching we talked about that when we watched that movie yeah like in phantom menace and he like falls into pieces and how graphic that was as kids we were like oh my god Uh, now it's like um this is like it just gets even more the best maybe the best lightsaber scene though is at the very end when she tosses kylo the slow lightsaber and he just goes 
Like, just, <laughs> yeah, that's right, right. because again, it's like one of those things of like, yeah, yeah, like we always see lightsabers as like you turn it on and there's a big battle and then slice. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, at a certain extent, like it's a fucking gun. <laughs> <You're just> the- <laughs> That's why I liked Revenge of the Sith so much. It's because of how Yoda used his saber because he kind of yeah. did the same thing where he impaled a couple of the mm-hmm. the troopers mm-hmm. um, with it. And so, yeah, I mean, it was a good fight scene. It really was. I, I, have, you guys, have you guys watched the cut where it's set to Queens Don't Stop Me Now? No. Because yes. that's fun. I have. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and I, I've said this before and I just... Could you imagine how good the original movies would be if they had this like modern CGI and visuals as well as like the choreography? Like, because obviously lightsaber sword fighting choreography was only so far in cinema at that time. And then we get like the Revenge of the Sith battle on Mustafar. And now we've got like these battles. I'm like, God, imagine how fucking amazing those original movies would look with a modern like in, in present day. Well, if you like that, you should go on YouTube, and I don't know what it's called anymore, but somebody reimagined the Obi-Wan Vader fight scene from A New Hope, and it is more, uh, uh, like, modern. I mean, obviously, it doesn't have the, you know, Alec Guinness and all that, but they reimagined it. Alec Guinness, who fucking hates. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But do you know why there's a big difference in the the lightsaber battles? I mean, I is in the original trilogy they were taught by fencers, Olympic fencers. Yeah. Ah, when the prequels came out, they actually started moving to martial artists like Ray Park and those guys to do the battles. So they that led to more of a amazing concept instead of a fencing style right. Makes um, sense. battle. Because I think Mark Hamill said that they trained like hours and hours with these Olympic fencers. I can't remember the one guy's name, but he, um, he meddled in the Olympics one year and it was, it there's was a, there's a guy that the guy that was in the Vader costume um, actually choreographed. I don't know why I know this choreographed the fights for pirates of the Caribbean, as well as Lord of the Rings. Like he was right. like the swordsman on those. So that's a, the only fun little fact I have. I don't know why <laughs> I know that, but <laughs> um, and Let's see. So you're at that part. We just got to the, the hand-holding uh, hand scene. Okay. I, I don't have any other notes, so I'm, I'll either. clear it for you guys. Anything else we want to touch on? Nope. I There's only a couple good. more that I've got. Hit us. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit later after this, but why the hell would you lick the damn ground in the middle of a battle? Oh. <laughs> what happened? I when he... That. When when he, they're when he they're sticks crate, his finger in the like, ground it, and licks salt. it, goes, it's salt. It's salt. <laughs> what it looks like hell? red velvet cake. It would be the last thing on my mind yeah. to worry about what the hell the ground the is ground made is out yeah. of. Yeah, like and it I, doesn't it doesn't play a part you know, in anything. But you know what? Um, <laughs> it was another cameo. We'll say. Oh yeah, wasn't that? Was that one of? Yeah, um, the two guys standing there was a can't. I can't remember who they are, but they're they're. Like friends of Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Um, I did look and, up the cameo to try to find Ryan Johnson's cameo, but it turns out just Joseph Gordon Levitt is in like makes a cameo yes. in every single Ryan Johnson movie, and he's the the guy that says you can't park this here. Okay. Um, oh, I, I knew that. That's, that that's was right. yeah. It's just his voice, but yeah. Yeah. Which I had no um, idea. <laughs> the the whole the battle uh, the crate scene having 
the visuals of that. I remember when um when the trailer got released for this movie and um they showed like those scenes of like the the speeders going yeah, across mm-hmm. and the red trailing behind it them looked like, amazing. That's amazing. Fucking and the dope. battle was great, but it was yeah. just like, why are you licking the fucking ground? <laughs> yeah. My favorite part was when she saved Finn and then like nearly killed herself doing it. It's like, why didn't you just run into the thing and destroy it? And if you were going to kill yourself to save him, why not just kill yourself to do that? I don't know. It was, it was odd. Yeah. Could I, that kiss be any more awkward? Yeah. yeah just he the, looked like he didn't want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she looked like she didn't want it, but right. ended up doing it. And <laughs> right. Like this awkward... just feels right. Yeah. Um, like a like a fifth grader kissing because they're like, oh, like we're boyfriend girlfriend kiss. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I will bring up fuck you Star Wars fans that completely chase that poor that lady yes. away. Awful. Yes. That's- heartbreaking just because you don't like the movie does not mean that they were bad <laughs> actors or bad characters i yeah. thought she played her role she was great fantastic great in it there could have been no reason for it because you cannot get out of your own masculinity way mm-hmm. to accept her that's your problem yeah yeah it's disgusting yeah. Like I, I've Same heard with, that, and I know John Boyega's gotten a lot of shit. Oh yeah, uh, Daisy Ridley's not on, or she might have made a comeback, but she got off because people were ripping her apart. That's awful. Um, it is so sad. It's so inappropriate. Wasn't there one other one that they? Well, obviously you got the Ahmad Best back in the prequels. Oh that, yeah, 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 yeah. But that, um, and then saw some um, redemption. And then. Uh, what is it, Jake Lloyd? Uh, yeah, yeah, but he kind of stepped in his own he, way. He did. He did not help that situation much at all. Yeah. Um, so we we just got to the Yoda return, and I just have to say, when he when I was intoxicated, as I mentioned, watching this, <laughs> I got so hype seeing his little ear come into into show. I I screamed. I got up. I was like, yes. I was. I so do excited. like how they revealed him. I was like not. That. Right. Yeah. I was not expecting that cameo. I had not heard anybody talk about it. One of the few things that wasn't spoiled. So like it was genuine surprise for me that I was like, what? Are you fucking serious? I was I was stoked. I'm trying to think back. I I don't remember if I heard something about because I, I always try to avoid spoilers on movies, mm-hmm. but I don't mind reading like rumors. Yeah. And right. I, I want to say I had heard that Frank Oz was on set. But I'm I'm not. I, it's been so long. I, that I, I read in I read in the trivia that he sort of um, spoiled it in an inter like an inter like a random interview at some point before the movie because <laughs> they asked if he was going to be a part of the trilogy and he said that he like signed a document that forbade him from talking about that and that's like okay well if you signed that <laughs> document then right. you're a part of it. <laughs> Oh, one thing I do want to go back to, it's way, way back sure. before the Cantabite. The little blurb from Maz. I mean, you built her up oh, in Force yeah. Awakens and you don't yeah. even have anything but a little And I loved video. her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, it's like, like I said, it was like Ryan Johnson just was like, yeah, JJ, you did good. And then threw it all in the trash and went with his own little vision on things. And then so again, bad. like, like we get like another like weird little horny thing of like, you know, I I forget what the setup is where she's like, "Oh yes, he can do anything," and they're like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, no kidding. Why, like, like, why is everyone so 
Everyone horny. is everyone is horny in the like American Pie version <laughs> right. of horny, where it's, it's just, just like, like weird, awkward. Yeah, it's just like it could, because the relationship between Leia and Han is such a sub point of that of that trilogy because it's not about yeah. their story and right. that's but yet they're like it's so infused in this movie that every chance they can cr- get to create sexual tension they're like yep here it is like what right. like, stop <laughs> yeah. chill out right i think they tried to like, again a cold going shower back to, my god <laughs> right going back to the finn ray kylo thing they tried to force too much of that in there. Mm-hmm. It was like they were just throwing shit against the wall and hoping something stu- stuck right. to a love a love interest. They tried to force the Rose Finn thing. They tried to force the Ray Kylo thing. They, um, I think they tried to also put in. I think they tried to put in a Haldo, um, Poe Poe thing as well. The, yeah. It was. It wasn't as. It was much more subtle, but I think there was some of that in there. Like, yeah, it's fucking everywhere. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. just like stop with it. Yeah, I've got two more things, and then All we right. can do whatever you got. Yeah, one is to go back uh, f- with Luke. Luke could see the good in Vader up until like when you know, even when Vader was beating the hell out of him, but he couldn't see the good in his own nephew. Right, you know, I right. I, I didn't understand that whole point that. Vader almost kills Luke, and Luke is still saying, "Well, I feel the good in you, but yet he's going to go kill Ben Solo because Ben is too too far gone." Yeah, mm-hmm. right. That he's actually that, going to kill him. Yeah, and so that one kind of ruined me. And then the last one is uh, the uh, the Kylo Ray scene after the the lightsaber scene in the throne room mm-hmm. when Kylo's like, well, I know who your parents are. And then he looks deadpan into the camera going, yeah. they're nobodies. They're nothing. They're, they were just drunks and they sold you to get more alcohol. And it just told what I was sitting in the, the theaters watching. It felt like it was Ryan Johnson saying it and not Adam driver, <laughs> because at this point we had heard every rumor in the world who raised family was she was the long lost daughter of han and leia or she was a kenobi or she was this or she was that and it was just felt like ryan johnson saying nope you're all wrong fuck you fans it's nothing it's pointless and yeah yeah. and i just i was like man why are you why do you got to take cracks like that a lot of the reason why people watch these movies is because they can make up their own storyline for things right and right. here you are just shitting on it right for and sure and i think it... that's what i lost a lot of respect for with ryan johnson after seeing that initial thing was like, like really you're gonna sit here and just say well fuck you guys you know i'm gonna make it so she's a nobody and that's right. another reason why i think jj originally had her as a skywalker and then when ryan came along and said nope we're just gonna make her nobody Right. And I may, I mean, it obviously makes sense with where they go, like the ending of the next movie and we'll get there, but um, that like she changes her name to Skywalker because she wants to be a Skywalker. So it's like, that was JJ Abrams of sort of turning it back to a potential thing that he was going for originally. That's his way of, of getting his storyline in, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It, it didn't make sense. And, you know, I know this will be next your guys's next episode, but Mm -hmm. um it's kind of funny that this was supposed to be the end of the Skywalker trilogy and the bloodline that won 
was the Palpatine bloodline. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that is kind of thing. <laughs> Oops. And there's no Skywalkers left living. Right. That, that we know of. Wise, that we yeah. know of. Maybe J.J. Abrams will get in and he'll, <laughs> like in, the, in this new trilogy, he'll be directing and he'll be like, God damn it, I'm putting a, a freaking <laughs> um, Skywalker heir well, in who this. Who did they announce that was going to be uh, directing no idea. the Ray film? Oh, yeah. They just announced it on Celebrations. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a three... No, it's a three yeah. name guy, a hyphenated. Um, I'm not sure. I'll oh it. no! It was um, no, it wasn't it the um, the woman that directed. Uh, she um did Miss Marvel. The Miss Mar the the. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Wasn't that Charmaine Obaid Shinoy? Obaid Shinoy. Yes, Charmaine. I'm almost positive that's Charmaine. Yeah, I, I that's who it is. I've I've got yeah, it right here. I knew it was yeah. three. That's, yes, and she okay. yes, she did direct Miss Marvel, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. It's gonna be directed by her and it's written by Stephen Knight from Peaky Blinders and Eastern Promises. Oh. I'm in. I'm in. So but yeah, I keep fun. hoping that Filoni and um Favreau with what they're building they will finally give Luke his family. And that's mm -hmm. just hope from me being an expanded universe fan that, you know, I was a big Mara Jade fan and that kind of thing. So I, I kind of hope they do. And then maybe we could get like, Hey, you know, cause that's what my kind of hope was, was when they said that Ben Solo destroyed the new Jedi temple, I was kind of hoping that it was okay. Well, he kidnapped his, cousin and yeah. dropped her off there because he didn't want to kill her and so maybe there's a family out there that nobody knows about and Filoni and because Filoni and Favreau are doing amazing things. Amazing work. Mm -hmm. I don't um, always agree with some of the stuff that they do but they always seem to make it work. And they and they and the, it's clear that they have an appreciation for all of the history and everything that kind of came before it as well it, when they when they decide to write their own sort of stuff well Filoni yeah. was lucas's right hand man for yeah. many years yeah and, which is also weird because kathleen kennedy was too and it seems like kathleen kennedy has done nothing but want to destroy it and Filoni's <laughs> been doing nothing but wanting to build it up right yeah. um real quick uh my one last point because i this has nothing to do well it sort of has something to do with this movie I want to I want to put this point out to the to the ether to the world right now, and Aaron already knows this. I'm calling. We're gonna get <laughs> we're gonna get a Captain Phasma revival here before the end of this season of Mandalorian. She doesn't. I was I was mistaken. She doesn't have Beskar armor. It's it's the armor mm -hmm. from it's yeah, the, old, the Naboo you know cruiser stuff, but she does have that spear. Which looks a lot like the Beskar spear that they introduced in the second season, mm -hmm. with um, in the Ahsoka episode. Joe, do you have more insight on that? You it can't you had be. A... It can't no? be because um, you got to remember the Mandalorian set like twenty five years before this, right? And uh, uh, Din had it melted down by the armor, and that's Grogu's. That's uh, that's right. That's right. right. That's right. That's right. That's right. 
Okay. I like where you were thinking with that, but yeah, yeah. It, it's. <laughs> I mean, she still could make an appearance. I mean, I we've got, still, we've got, yeah, we've I, now. Spoiler alert! If you have not watched the latest episode of Mandalorian, um, no, we, we I haven't. Get, so. Oh, okay, Ooh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, it fucking slaps though. It fucking Sorry. slaps. Sorry. Yeah, it, it is really good. Really, really, really good. After a very light, I spent episode. all night last night recording with Mr. Kotnick on our. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's good. It's good. Yeah. So but... I did not get a chance to watch it. That's probably what I'll be doing tonight. So awesome. Okay. Um, what, to say. what else was I just gonna say? Uh, oh, well, Erin does the Marvel side of your watching stuff, so she mm-hmm. knows that unless you actually see a body, nobody actually, nobody really no dies. Really yeah. Hey, like so, Benicio del Toro is going to show up at some point. <laughs> well, fuck! They, they brought Darth Maul back. He was cut in half. And they well, you back. never saw the body. That's right, land. right, right. It was just an illusion. <laughs> it was um, just some reflections from those stupid ass panels that they have to run through that they get stuck in. It just warped everybody's mind. Well, and you know, I told you I love rumors, and uh, and I know you haven't done the rise of skywalker yet that'll be your next one but did you ever did you guys ever hear the rumors on what they were trying to do to completely rewipe the uh um this sequel and start brand new was this if you guys have watched star wars rebels and the mirror the uh uh what do they call them where you can jump timelines in the mirrors oh God. And they were saying that uh, Luke, this was a whole complete different universe that somebody jumped into. I hope not, <laughs> because that's what ruined, that's what really turned me off from Marvel, was that, oh, we built up this whole big storyline. Now we're going to go back in time and, uh, <laughs> and change it. Oh, and now now it's, um, you know, now it's, uh, we're dealing with like five other timelines and who knows the other there's six <laughs> spider-mans now right. um and then the, yeah. that was the rumor on how palpatine survived spoiler sure. alert for your next episode sure <laughs> that yeah. that was the somehow rumor on palpatine returned <laughs> yeah it was it was through the mirrors he was able to force his way through the mirror before he died gotcha um but, nope that's all i got for you guys it all was right great yeah, yeah, well, we always we always wrap up with uh, giving each of our movies a rating, um, one out of five Death Stars. <laughs> uh, Joe, since you are our guest, I will let you go first. I'm very interested to see what you what you go with here. Well, I'm going to assume you're not going to let me go negative, right? Um, Aaron Nagler went, I think, negative ten Death Stars That's on right. Attack he of the did. Clones, so he you did. can go, you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Okay, well, if he went negative 10 on Attack of the Clones, and I kind of like Attack of the Clones, I've got to go like a negative 50 on this. <laughs> I would go a negative 100, but it would, but there are some redeeming factors like the curmudgeon Luke and sure. the mm-hmm. Luke and Leia thing and Yoda and some little things. But if I can't go negatives, I would give it like a half a Death Star. Okay. Just on that. Yeah. On the redeeming factors. Yeah, I, I'm going to say one Death Star. Um, the thing carrying this is the visuals and the music, where, like I said, I you could just watch this movie very casually, like, and, like, while you're doing something and not be bothered by it. Like, if you don't, like, it's very loose with the plot, you don't really 
aren't invested in it. It's like still beautiful to look at, beautiful to listen to. And the acting is really good for what it is. I've always said that if this was just like a one shot movie that had nothing to do with the Skywalker saga, right. it probably could have been a great movie. Sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So I, I yeah, I, I think that kind of aside, like it's something that you could watch and like without any other knowledge of anything and be like, this isn't too bad. Like how I felt like it was when I watched it the first time. Well, and, you were also two sheets to the wind. So right. Yeah. 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 Right. So, but, so, but I think, you know, it's, so I'm going to give it one um, because I, it's, it, there's some good now points, but for the most part, Dan's it's going to give it like a three or something. Yeah. He's going to be really nice, <laughs> nice about it. No, I, um, I'm actually, I was going to go right with Aaron because I, I, if I remember right, I think I gave Attack of the Clones half of a Death Star. Same. I think that's where I was too. Um, I gave it the the incomplete Death Star from uh, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> right, right. You know, I'm going to have to do my own version of this where I just do like a rewatch of your guys' podcast. Right. And, and then just rip it to shreds. Because <laughs> um, roast us. <laughs> and so I I do think that this movie is is better than Attack of the Clones, um, but it's and it's you are Aaron, no longer invited to any of our podcasts. Um, Aaron, you you made the you made the Futurama <laughs> reference earlier. Mm-hmm. I always like to make the one of Lur when he's talking about am I any better than this demented uh, Wood Ape? Yes. <laughs> But not by enough. Right, and it's like, right. yes, this movie is better. Right. But not, not by, by but not by enough. <laughs> right. I think you need to go back and rewatch Attack of the Clones after yeah. seeing The Last Jedi. Maybe. <laughs> you, you're no. gonna you're enjoy it a little I, I, bit. I think I, I think the reason is because the dialogue is so fucking terrible in Attack of the Clones. It's, it is excruciating. Did, really and this it, movie yeah. you could watch without being invested and still I think be okay. Watching Attack of the Clones by itself, even if like you understood what was going on without being invested, it's hard to watch for me because of the dialogue, because of the stiffness of the actors, because the dialogue is so shit. Right. Like I it's excruciating for me. I I understand. And it is, but also on the other hand, it's hard to write a political style movie sure and still have an action side to it. Because you gotta remember he was trying to plant the seeds for the overtaking of the Republic by Palpatine and to create the empire. I so still stand by to... what I said that it could have been a lot shorter. <laughs> still, still, still stand um, by what I said. And so, nope, so nope, that's fine. <laughs> so, I, so I'm, I give it, I give it the one star, the one death star, because like what you say, Aaron, it's like, it's visually a enthralling mm-hmm. movie. Um, you know, there it's it's loud, it's it's fun at times. It's um, it's it's a little it's a little silly. It's 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 there's not much substance there. It's kind of like eating cotton candy, you know. Like it's it's bright, it's colorful, First we it's fun, get the, it's the sugary. Comparison to Aladdin. Now we're getting the comparison <laughs> to cotton candy. Welcome to watching stuff. It's you know, but there there's there's not really much like real. Mm-hmm. substance there's no yeah. there's no real nutritional value in it it's just it's just big poofy bright and and sugary mm-hmm. um that's a beautiful that's actually a really great <laughs> analogy <laughs> okay uh, so i've got two questions for you guys before we completely okay. end it 
out of everything that you guys have watched so far in your Star Wars rewatch, which one's the best one? Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Empire Strikes Back is the classic best one, but if I'm saying the one that I had the most fun watching as a movie, it's Revenge of the Sith. <sighs> Okay, and out of all Star Wars, inform- uh, you guys have done, you know, movies, what guy on TV shows, your top favorite character. Out of everything. God. Wow. This is really Oh, yeah, I, don't, I never said they were easy questions. Um, <laughs> I'm this, part journalist um, and it's, now. It might I've be easy bias, questions. but Cassie and Andor is jumping off I, the page Oh, my God. Me. Fucking get out of my head! <laughs> like I mean, that I one almost, is really. I almost like, even said it's I'm hard like, because that could be recency bias, but, but like, really you, fun character. When you, you know take in, when you take into account, he's in Rogue One, which is one of the best Star Wars. No, not not a. It's a Star Wars film. It's not a Star Wars film. Yeah. Um, he's you know he's a central part of that, and then just fucking. Andor rocked my world to the core so good. of how of how good it was. Um, Can I blow your guys' fun. mind? Please, Did you I not couldn't like get Andor? through Andor. <laughs> I still have I still haven't finished it. It's kind of like you guys were just saying with Attack of the Clones that if I'm not 100 oh. percent paying attention to it, sure, then I I lose it. Sure. Like oh I my god! Dan, I was on the edge of my seat. How far? Wait, how time. far did how far did you get into Andor? I finished the prison break, and I think wait. I got and, into... and you and you got no, lost. Like, that I, was like the best. I literally i I will go back and just rewatch the prison break episode if I'm having like a bad day. I'm just like fuck it. I'm watching. The, I'm watching yeah. one way out. <laughs> I yeah. think I also found out. Spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it. I think I also found out that Andor's mother or whoever she was died. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. And they uh, were getting ready to have the funeral and she was returning or he was returning. Yeah. That's yeah. about as far as I got into it. it but it, I, it, I, I, and I it picks up like there. It's a I, big... I will say that that's that scene too, um, where they have, they have, um, it's hard to say without, without, expo- without, totally just going into it but like the scene that they had the last bit that they have with her character um was was so powerful like (laughs) like if you talk about like just like moving the like just i wanted to run through a wall a character a character (laughs) that's not a central part of the story really you know and it is just a just a, a person in the Star Wars universe for her to have hold that much cachet in what she's saying mm-hmm. in that scene and what it leads to. It's like it's fuck. It's yeah, fucking that, awesome. That was. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I told Dan before we recorded, what I like to do is I like to have something running while I'm playing games. Mm-hmm. Like you know, lately mm-hmm. I've been grinding Call of Duty, so I like to have something. And it was hard for me to get into Andor because it. I would have to focus 100% on it to keep following the storyline. Right. If I, right. if I missed a minute of it, I'd have to sit there and like, okay, what the Rewind. hell am I doing now? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So yeah, you got it. You got to actually watch it. Watch it. Yeah. So I, I struggled with it. Not saying it was bad. It just I, I struggled just, getting yeah, through yeah. it. And I haven't went back now that they've started releasing the Mandalorian episodes. So yeah, right. And I haven't been right. able to get to Bad Batch season two yet either. I haven't seen any of that. It's yeah, it, Bad Batch season two is very hit and miss. A few more misses than hits. <laughs> yeah, but um, all right. Well, yeah, I think that brings us to to our end. Definitely our longest episode by far. But I think. <laughs> But That's I think my we, goal. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought we the great discussions, Joe. It was it was fantastic to hear mm-hmm. your not only your expertise. Opinions, <laughs> yeah, not only I just told like you, your opinions. Walking Wikipedia, but <laughs> like to hear just like it's it's clear that you know when you talk about it that there is a there's a true deep seated love of like the the universe and everything behind it. So it was fantastic to bring you on. Um, you want to let people know where they can where they can find um, yep. your stuff and, and what you got mm-hmm. going on? Um, well, I just want to say again, thanks for having me on. And I really do have a, a real tight close to Star Wars. Like I said, it's like a mm-hmm. family member to me. So, um, but anyway, <laughs> again, I, you sorry know... you're on for the shittiest one. <laughs> <laughs> you and, Na- and Nagler was on for the other shittiest <laughs> one. <so. laughs> Well, that, well, I hope to. I, I hope you think I'm a lot better than Nagler. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, it, hey, it worked. I mean, Dan kind of gave me my choice, and I said, "Well, you've got a choice here. I can either be neutral, and we can do the Force Awakens. I can be. I can go nuclear and do the Last Jedi, right. or I could be a little favorable when it came to Rise of Skywalker." And Dan was like, well, I don't know. And I said, fuck it. I'll just go nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was um, fun. But yeah, you guys, uh, you know, if nobody knows who I am uh, and Dan kind of mentioned it, I have a podcast with my co-host Nick Gregory called the Outback Packers podcast. Uh, we are just we like I said, I kept Dan up all night last night. We were just wrapping up our draft preview with our final mock drafts. Um, we did have a little bit of technical issues. We were supposed to have Mike Kawano on too, but some things <laughs> Boo, happened Mike there. Kawano. Boo. <laughs> um, but you know, you can pretty much find the podcast anywhere you get your podcast, you know, Apple, Google, Amazon, so and so, Spotify, whatever your thing is. Uh please make sure you like and uh subscribe there. Uh, my co-host is Nick Gregory. Uh you can find my Twitter at Iowa underscore Joe eight six. Uh, you can do the podcast Twitter at Outback pa- underscore Packers. I think we've got an Instagram and a Facebook too. Uh, and I think we're going to be moving into like a TikTok little breakdown thing. I would show moving to TikTok. <laughs> well, and I- I'm going to break some news here too. I don't know if I'm supposed to or not, but I am going to be helping out the Freezer podcast with their social oh, media yeah. stuff. Nice. Um, so I have to learn TikTok because Sanjay kind of required it. Yeah. <laughs> um, as I said earlier, I'm a little bit older than you guys, and <laughs> I'm starting to fall behind on technologies. And <laughs> San- Sanjay DM'd me and goes, well, do you know TikTok? And I said, well, I know of TikTok, but I've I don't heard of it. know TikTok. <laughs> the song by Kesha? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. You're just outside my wheelhouse right, right there. I, yeah. I don't even... <laughs> but... Um, they are returning April 17th with their draft preview. Yeah. Um, Monday. And, yep, Monday. 
uh, they'll be going live at, I believe, 7 p.m. Central Time or Lombardi Time or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, so ch- take a look, follow their uh, social media stuff. I, if you see anything posted from there, it's probably from me. Um, and then uh, I always throw this up there. Or two things that I throw up there. I do photo edits. If you like them, let me know. Um, all our show art for Out by Backpackers is done by me. Um, I think everybody appreciated the Cua Dan photo I had for the I Dan. Did. I loved it. Cockpit. My wife loved it. <laughs> um, but I've got a lot of stuff going through there. And then I have a good friend named Wes Hoyta that does art, pencil drawings, and some uh, uh, pen drawings that if you go check him out, I always throw him up there because that guy is like a brother to me. So I always tried to support him and what he does. And, you know, I think his website's Hoyta Original Artwork and nice. go get you something ordered from him and he did something a few years ago and i wish i had a picture of it and i wish i had the copy of it but he made a really nice like 11 by 14 darth maul and it's just amazing if i can find it i'll, I'll send you to you guys and it just it was amazing what he did with a pencil and awesome so yeah, send but, it. we'll tweet it out from the watch and stuff twitter yeah but that that's that's where you guys can find me and you know my when i'm not burning the candle at both ends trying to do my day job on top of <laughs> all the side gigs but thank you again guys for having me on i really sure. I, I had a lot of fun so good good um aaron you want to let people know where they can find you yeah you can find me over on twitter at h-e-r-o-o-i-n-e last call lambo on game on wisconsin um every other thursday but we have our 420 draft special coming up because oh, we're recording God. it on 420 and it'll be out 421 <laughs> so just you have that to look forward to <laughs> nice um uh i am on twitter at dkl the way you can find pretty much anything i'm doing there the we have this um, writing some stuff for Wisconsin Sports Heroics and Lombardi's Bar uh, should be coming back here pretty soon as we get um, past the draft and, and everything there. So, um, Aaron, next week, what do you guys have? What's the movie on tap for, for Marvel now? It's actually, I ended up being, I was sick last week, so we didn't do, we we skipped our episode. So it is Black oh, Panther. Okay. We so are doing Black, Black Panther, Panther next okay. week. Okay. Yes, it's good. happening. Good, good, good. Yes. All right. Um, well, for our, our wonderful guest, Iowa Joe, for Aaron, um, signing off, everybody. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best. Um, I'm gonna do my best, Benicio del Toro. Okay. Uh, Till next time, everyone. Uh, big F. Uh, have a have a great great time. See you, <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs>